Hey y'all, welcome to this midweek devotional. I hope you're having a great week. As you can see, I'm in the church house. We have some carpet being laid and stuff, so it's really good. I first tried to record this outside, uh, but it was a bit too windy, so the sound quality was really bad. So here we go. This is take two of our midweek devotional, and I hope you're having a blessed week. I'm excited to share this one with you guys. We're going to look at the book of Jonah, so we're kind of exploring this amazing book that we find in the Bible. Even though it's really small, there's so much in it. So today I want to look at chapter 3. And if you have your Bibles with you, feel free to open those up and read along. If not, the words will come up from on the screen, and I'm reading from the ESV version. So yeah, let's dive in and read Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. And this is what we find. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey, and he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And I want to pause there, because I kind of, I love how, you know, that's all Jonah says. Jonah's kind of still reluctant to do what God's asking him to do. And we can kind of pick this up in the story. The way that, you know, we hear about Nineveh being a great city. You know, it takes three days to walk from one end to the other end. But Jonah goes a day. Not even halfway. And he stops and he's like, yep, that's good enough. He says his little bit, you know, in 40 days, you know, God's going to overthrow Nineveh and all your powers are going to be gone. Peace out, I'm gone. And that's all he does. He does the bare minimum. He doesn't talk about repenting or anything like that. He doesn't make sure he goes around, you know, and goes another day's journey so the people on the other side of the city can hear. Or he goes back and tells them at the beginning when he first came in. No, he he tells them not even to the middle of the city, not even to the heart of it. He makes this announcement and then he's done. And I think to me, you can kind of sense that he's still reluctant. Like he's kind of doing what God's told him to do, but he's like, I'm going to do the bare minimum. Like just, just enough. And he goes in and he does it. Let's, let's read what Nineveh does in this situation. So we find that in verses 5 to 9. So let, let's read that. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. The word reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, removed his robe covered himself with sackcloth and set in ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. And let them call out mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we may not perish. And I love 
how we get this picture of this whole city, kind of, they get wind of it, right? He tells us one little section of it, and they're like, oh, we need, we need to repent, guys. So straight away, they believe what Jonah says. It says they believe God. So they knew it was a divine message, and they go to turn away from the evil that's there, from the violence that's at hand. They go on a fast, they wear sackcloths, which, you know, I would hate to imagine, because I think I'd last, like, two days, and then I'd be, like, ripping it off of me. But they're wearing these sackcloths, they're fasting. And this movement that starts only, what, a day's journey into Nineveh spreads like wildfire. And the rest of the city starts doing it. People are talking about this short message that Jonah gave, and they're believing in it, so much so that it gets to the king. The king of this great city, this beautiful city that's three days' journey from one end to the other. And what does this king do? He gets off his throne. He repents. He sits in ashes. He sends out a decree for the livestock and everyone to repent, to turn from their evil ways, which is repentance. To acknowledge the violence that they've been doing that's in their hands. To fast and call out to God. Because maybe he'll relent. Maybe he'll turn back from his anger. And I love this response from the city. It's, it's really, I don't know, if you think about the context of this whole story, in Nineveh, you know, being in a Syrian empire like this, you're not expecting this. You're not expecting them to turn. And if they did, you would think there'd be some amazing thing that happens. But all oh, Jonah just does the bare minimum of what God asked him to do, and then God moves. And it says that they're repenting, they're turning from their evil ways. Let's read what God does in verse 10. In the last verse of this chapter, we read the following. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. God relents. He shows grace. He shows compassion. And it makes me think of these Moments that we all have where God might ask us to do something, and we do it really reluctantly, right? We, for whatever reason, we might be standoff about A great example to think about is when it comes to forgiveness. I don't know about anyone else, but forgiveness can be hard sometimes, and we're really reluctant to forgive. And sometimes after we've journeyed through some of the things that have happened to us or the wrongs people have done to us, and we get to a point and we feel like God's tapping on us saying, hey, Forgive them. We do the bare minimum often. You know, and I, I'm including that. I know often even like if God taps me, if it's, you know, telling them I forgive them or if it's, you know, praying for them and just forgiving, whatever it is, because, you, you know, forgiveness is an inward journey. Whatever it is I have to do, I always find that I do the bare minimum at first because I'm kind of reluctant, right? You, you're not, you're kind of like, all right, God, I guess I will. And, you know, you You'll pray or do whatever you ask, but you'll just do the bare minimum because it's hard. And you kind of see this with Jonah. He finally, after getting, you know, spit up from the fish and he's like, God, I'll do what you want. He's still reluctant about it. He's still pulling back from it. 
And then you kind of see this whole move of God happen as he does the bare minimum. And I think when that happens and God moves, especially when we forgive someone and then we start seeing God move throughout their lives, we get another choice to make. And that choice is what are we going to respond with? Are we going to be angry and judgmental? Are we going to, you know, be like, oh, how could you, for that person, do all those great things? What about me? What about me? Are we going to be in that kind of attitude? How are we going to respond? And next Sun, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, uh, I'm going to unpack that. I'm going to look at the last chapter of Jonah and unpack this whole idea of, you know, how we can respond in these kind of situations and, and what we can kind of see from the book of Jonah. But this week, I really just wanted to encourage you that if God's tapping you on the shoulder to to do something, you know, if it's forgiving someone else or if it's doing something that helps God's love spread throughout our community, what whatever it is, if you're feeling reluctant, if you're you're not all into it, I want to encourage you to just. Do what you can, even if it's the bare minimum, like Jonah in our story. Because even if it's the bare minimum, God can still move and do amazing things through that. So I want to encourage you to lean into it. If you feel like God's knocking on the door of your heart. If God's trying to get you to do something that helps others know the grace and love and mercy and compassion of God do it. Lean into it, even if it's just the bare minimum, because the story of Jonah shows us the incredible things that can happen. Jonah doing the bare minimum of what God asked him to do made a whole city turn. Not just any city. We read of this great city, this city that you could imagine would have anything that it wanted. It would have all this power that comes with being a great city as well. All these things. And God moves. So I want to encourage you with that. I want to encourage you to lean in to what God might be asking you to do. Because if we just, even if it's reluctantly, do what he's asking us, it's still enough room for him to move in and through us and to help others experience God's love. And I... I really want to be a part of helping God's love and grace spread throughout all of creation. So let's lean in, even if it's reluctantly, even if we do what Jonah does in our story in the bare minimum. And I just pray that you have a blessed week. May God's grace and peace be with you.